This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let me just pray. Father, we just thank you, God, today for your word. Oh, God, let ears be open to hear. Let our hearts receive what you have for us today. Oh, God, let them hear your heart and not just me. Let them hear your voice, Father. I thank you for your word goes forth, that seeds are being planted and lives are being changed already when they stepped on this property, God. Because of the prayers that have gone up in this house every day as we pray for those that are coming in. Oh, God, we declare today that they came in one way, but they're going out changed. And we thank you for your word today that we'll hear all that you have for us and then go give it away. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So in Matthew 1, 22 and 23, it said, All this happened in order to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Oh, isn't that powerful? I'm telling you, you know, we need to rejoice in the nearness of God and his love. And you know that God, through the birth of Jesus Christ, came for you and me. His love came down for you and me. Now, I'm going to share a little story. Because I had seen this, and I read it, and I just thought, wow, you know how sometimes, what did Jesus do all the time? He told stories. Why? Because he was trying to help to relate the realness of what he was doing. And see, and what do we do? You know, when we tell a story sometimes, even like to break the ice or to help people to understand things, there's something about a story. So I'm going to tell you this little story, and hopefully then maybe it'll help to really let you see the realness of what Jesus did. There was a prince, and he wanted to find a maiden suitable to be his queen. One day, while running an errand in the local village for his father, he passed through a poor section. As he glanced out the windows of the carriage, his eyes fell upon a beautiful peasant woman. During the ensuing days, he often passed by the young lady and soon fell in love. But he had a problem. How would he seek her hand? He could order her to marry him, but even a prince wants his bride to marry him freely and voluntarily, not through coercion. He could put on his most splendid uniform and drive up to her at the front door in a carriage drawn by six horses. But if he did that, then he would really never know for certain, did the maiden love him or was she overwhelmed by his splendor? The prince came up with another solution. He would give up his kingly robe. He would move into the village entering not with a crown, but with a garb of a peasant. He lived among the people, and he shared their interests and concerns. He talked their language, and in time, the maiden grew to love him because of who he was and because he first loved her. You know, this is a simple story, but, you know, John was describing a real story. That when God came down, he came and he lived among us. Why? So he could reveal himself. So that he could be with us. So that he could be real. So that he could be 
understandable. And this is precisely what Jesus did. He became flesh, just like you and me. He made himself real. Love came down for you and me. Oh, I'm so thankful for that. You know, Jesus was God's son. And God's word became flesh through his son. You know, and if you look through the Old Testament and all of the prophets, they always pointed to the coming of the Messiah. But do you know that all those prophecies published to date all came true? No, it wasn't rewritten to fit the future or things have been changed. No, hundreds and thousands of years ago, there were prophecies spoken that continually come true today. Way before the birth of Jesus, they have come true. How do you think those simple shepherds out in the field that night knew what was happening? Yes, there was a multitude of angels, but they had heard about the prophecies. All of the prophecies that had been spoken, they had heard. And yes, they knew that night that someday it would come true, and it did that night. They dropped everything so that they could follow that star, just like that we could explain about the wise men. However, yes, they were traveling far east, making a long journey, but why? To be in the presence of Jesus because of the prophecies and what they had heard. So how can we really comprehend about Jesus's ministry and how it affected us over over 2,000 years ago? Because prophecies have been fulfilled. It's changed others' lives. It's changed your and my life. And it will continue to change lives because love came down. But there are so many others, you know, that are around us, and especially this time of year, that they do not know about this Christmas story. They do not know about this love. They do not know about the message of hope and peace and joy and what real love is. You know, the world does not know what real love is. What the world says love is, is, well, I'll love you as long as maybe you do as I tell you, or you're always good, or you're always perfect, or maybe you're beautiful, or maybe you're rich. See, there's always a condition on the world's love. But thank God that the love that we get from our Father, the love that when Jesus came down, it was unconditional. That no matter what, he would love us. Now look, sometimes he may not be happy with us. He may not be happy with our choices, just like his parents. We always love our children, but sometimes we're not happy with what they say or what they do or what they maybe don't do, but that doesn't stop us from loving them. And so much more, oh, so much more how Jesus loves us. And this message of hope and peace and joy and love, see, it is wrong for you to hold it to yourself. That's not what Jesus said. He sent his son to give it. And then you go give it, then they go give it, and it keeps going and going and going so that the prophecy would be fulfilled, see, that we go into all of the world and we tell. Why? 
because that was God's purpose and plan that all of his family would know about his love. But it's still up to us. It's our choice whether we receive that love or not, whether we we receive this Jesus, but it's still our job to go and tell and go and show, you know, and believe that God's word became flesh in his son, Jesus. You know, we were born of God. We were born, you know, we had a mother and a father. But although we were conceived by parents, the scripture reminds us that we were born not by flesh, but of God. You know, over Moses tells us in the first chapter of Genesis, it said that we were formed in God's image, plural, their image. Way back then, God was referring to Jesus. So when we're formed in the image of God, We need to be acting like God, acting like Jesus. You know, it's real common in the church, you'll hear all the time, oh, let's be Christ-like. Let's be Christ-like. Well, it's easy to say it, but are we doing it? You know, see, it's easy to walk around and say all the Christian cliches, you know, but are we really doing it? See, but when when we focus on what, Jesus, and I want to be like him because I'm made in the image of him, then my heart should be desiring to say, let me be like him. And what's one of the best things we could do is to love, to love unconditional, you know, to love. You know, in Galatians 5, and 23, it talks all about the fruits of the spirit. But I really believe that if we could really focus and really try really hard to do the first one, love, all the other ones will fall into place. Love. See, he loved unconditionally. I believe it's time that God's trying to tell us it's time for us to really truly be that example, to love unconditionally. Yes, I know that it's not always easy. And yes, sometimes you have to love from afar, but that's all right. See, Jesus is not always going to ask you to go face to face with maybe someone who has really hurt you or abused you or used you, but you need to forgive them in your heart. Because remember, unforgiveness does not affect them at all. They go on with life. And in many cases, forgot all about you and could really care less. And in some cases, there really are people that maybe didn't realize what they did or said that hurt you. But you've got to forgive because your heart needs to be free. Your heart needs to be clean because when it's not, see, it affects your receiving. See, because if you harbor an unforgiveness in your heart, and there's calluses and hardness, then you cannot receive all that God has for you. You can't receive all of the love that he has for you. And then if you can't forgive them, then it's going to be hard for you to really receive God's forgiveness for you. It's going to be hard then to receive God's forgiveness when we mess up. And when we make a mistake, then we're always going to think, well, I've messed up. God must not love me. See, so we got to get the unforgiveness out so that we can be free. And then God will show you how to do the biggest thing. You know, a lot of times you have to start it in faith. Sometimes you have to just start right out in faith that your mouth is saying one thing, 
but your heart is screaming out. But your mouth goes, I forgive him. I forgive him. And you have to sometimes, look, it's okay to have conversations with God, okay? He lives on the inside of us, and he's real and alive. And it's good sometimes to say, you know what, God? I'm not feeling this, and I don't want to do it. I don't like them. Matter of fact, maybe I hate them for what they've done. But God, I know in order for me to have a closer relationship with you and for me to be whole and for me to be full of your love and for me to be able to go and witness this love of yours, I've got to be free. And I'm not going to let the power of what someone else did and what someone else said no no longer determine my future. No longer determine my destiny in you. So, God, I'm asking you to help me day by day to help me by faith. I'm going to start out saying it, not wanting to do it, not one ounce, but I'm going to start out. And every day, I believe that as you keep saying it, God is able to come in and say, You're not doing this alone. I'm with you. We're in this together. God's got your back. He's got your front. He's got all your sides. God's got you covered when we'll let him and trust him. Amen. So let's focus on forgiving and letting go because God wants, you know, uh, us to be free. You know, G, uh, the disciple Peter once asked Jesus, how often should I forgive someone? Up to seven times? which was more than twice expected in those days. But what did Jesus say? No, I don't say for you to do it seven times. I say do it 70 times seven, which would be like 500 times or more. And you go, really? I mean, really? Really? I mean, really? I mean, let's all be for real. I'm sure there's been many a times you've said, really, God? Do they deserve my forgiveness? Did we deserve his? Oh, I'm telling you, this will make you free. You know what? This will make your body feel good. Because, see, when we harbor unforgiveness, it not only affects you spiritually, but it affects you physically. Because that's the way the devil designed it. See, God did not design our bodies to carry care, fret, and unforgiveness. We're not wired for that. So when that stuff gets in there, That's why you feel depressed. That's why people get sick. That's why all of a sudden their bodies are ailing all the time. That's why they don't even want to sometimes even be here. Or they walk around on the outside smiling and on the inside hating everything and everyone. Miserable. But God's got better. God said, let's forgive. And look, and I'm not making light of it. Look, I've got lots of things and things that went on in my life, but I'm going to tell you, You know, I want to be free. I want to receive all that God has, and I want to feel all of his love. So I've had to let go of a lot of stuff. And some I had to trust God. Some it was easy. Other things I had to start out by faith. I'll tell you, it's so freeing, and it feels so good to know. And let me tell you, think about this. Why would you let someone have that much power over your life? And for some of you, you don't even see him anymore. Or it could be, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and you're still holding on to it. Why? 
would you let someone control your daily destiny? Control your joy, control your peace, control your health. Think about it. See, when you put it in that package, you go, whoa, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Let's let God free us, heal us. Because let me tell you, there's some ones out there. And because you're holding into stuff like this and holding on to stuff, you're not able to go out and really freely give. Because, see, when you're hurt, then a lot of times we hurt others. When you're hurting, you don't want to go give love. You don't want to go share the good news because you're hurting. But when you get healed and whole and free, oh, the love of God floods us. And we're able to receive it now. And now you're like, whoo, let me go give this away. You know, we need to let our lives tell his story, to tell the story of his goodness, to tell the story of his love, to tell the story that even when I messed up, God reached down and picked me back up time and time and time again because he's a loving father. He's a forgiving father, and he's a father that wants you to be blessed to be a blessing. He wants you to fill you with his love so that you can go give it away. Because there's so many that don't know the story. They don't know the good news. But how will they know if we don't go tell? How will they know if we don't go show? We got to give his love away. You know, in John's gospel, it said, Just as my father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You will. You know, let's not so much focus on the big ten commandments. Let's focus on the two. Love God with all of your heart. Love God with all of your heart. But see... If you've got others in there that you're hating and unforgiven, it's hard to love God with all of your heart. So we're going to love God with all of our heart, and then we love our neighbor as ourselves. And I really believe, once again, just like in Galatians, that if we could focus on those two things, see, then all that other stuff lines up. All the other stuff falls in place. See, because when this is right, then this out here gets right. When this is out of balance, this is out of balance. When we don't have love going up and love coming in and love going out, then all of this gets messed up. Your relationships, your job, your family, your health, your peace, your joy. Let's focus on love God with all of my heart and love my neighbor as myself. You know, because Christmas time is a time to celebrate Christ's birth, but it's truly about his love. God's love for us and for others unconditionally. Now look, without going into a whole lot of stuff, but let me just, I feel like I just need to just simplify this a minute. I'm not telling you, you got to go now hang out and start having dinner and lunch and whatever with someone who maybe has done you wrong. But you do need to forgive them. 
and then you love them from a distance. Remember, it's about you forgiving them so that you can walk free, so that you can be healed and whole, and now you can move on to the others that God has in your life. And look, now it's up to them, and sometimes you will say to them, I forgive you, or I need you to forgive me, or you write them a note, but sometimes you'll never even do that. That's only between you and God, and that's all right. Now, what they do with the rest of their life is none of your business. But ask God. God will show you, because it always does not have to mean that, oh, well, I never said it to them in person. You know, that's all right. You did it to God, and you received God, and now you have forgiven them. That now when you maybe see them or hear their name or the enemy tries to bring up that situation, you can go, you know what? That's under the blood. That's done. That was then. This is now. I'm free. I done forgave them. It's over. And sometimes you need to forgive yourself. Quit looking at maybe your mistakes. Quit looking at how many times you messed up. You know, we can be our worst enemy. Well, God, what if I'd done this? Oh, but God, I could have done that better. God, maybe I didn't treat somebody right. Maybe I messed up and didn't mean to. You know, God, how many times have I keep messing up, messing up, messing up? There has to come a time where you say, okay, I'm really, really, really tired of being sick and tired. But only you can make that decision. And when we make a heartfelt decision, God will help us turn around. You know what repent means? Turn around. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But also, if you've messed up, pull yourself up and say, you know what, God? I receive your forgiveness, and I forgive me. And I'm going to get up and go on and do better. Because as long as I'm sitting down here in the mully grubs, as long as I'm sitting in the self-pity hole, my life ain't moving, and no one else's is neither. So I'm not fulfilling my call and my purpose in God. So love God enough to love yourself and forgive yourself. If you've gone to him and he's forgiven you, why can't you forgive you? Let's get up, because remember, as long as you're looking in the rearview mirror, you can't move forward. As long as you're holding on to all of this crap and past and everything back here, you can't have your hands out here to receive what God has for you, the new and the better. So let's move on. Amen? Let's focus on loving God with all of our heart and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Let's celebrate Christmas at this time and his birth. Because it truly is about love, God's love, for us and for others. You know, this Christmas message, as Pastor Ron comes, is the message of hope, the message of peace, the message of joy, but most importantly, oh my gosh, I hope you get this today, it's the message of love. God's love for you, and then God's love that he wants to fill in you so that you can go out and give it away. Let us receive his love today. Maybe you're receiving it for the first time. Maybe you say, 
I really don't know about this love that you talk about that's so unconditional that's so beyond anything any man could ever comprehend that sometimes you know you think about how much you love maybe your children or your mate and you think oh I love them so much but think about God loves you even more than that more than you could ever imagine and he wants you to be free And he wants you to be happy. And he wants you to be full of his love. But you know, maybe you're receiving it for the first time. So I want to take just a minute that maybe you've never on purpose said, Jesus, come into my life. So whether you're here in house or watching live or going to tune in later, I want you to pray with me and just Let's everybody pray together so no one will feel left out, okay? Just say, Dear Lord, come into my life. Come into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And today I receive you as my Lord. And I give all of my life to you. And I trust you today to walk in your will and your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I encourage you, if you're in the house and you prayed that prayer, you tell someone, they'll be sure. We've got a package up here with some material to help you. If you are watching live or you tune in later and you said that prayer, contact the church. We have the phone number. You can go on the website. You can go on our Facebook page. And we'll send you some material free of charge to help you in this walk and to help you in this decision to walk with Him. And now I want to talk to the next group of people that maybe you're saying, and you know, I've been struggling. I've been struggling with God's love. Sometimes I don't feel love. Maybe it's because of something that happened even as a child. Maybe as an adult. Maybe just with everything that's going on in life, you just have felt like, you know what? I don't really feel much like even loving anybody. But today I believe your eyes were opened and the truth has been revealed of why it's maybe been hard for you to receive God's love because you won't forgive yourself and maybe you haven't forgave others. Maybe you need to feel his love in a greater way like never before. See, I don't know about you, but I pray all the time, God, help me to receive your love. Help me to know your love and then help me to love better. Help me to love more. Because I know there's so many out there that don't know this love. I know there's so many that are hurting and broken. And even maybe today say they don't even want to go on for tomorrow. Oh God, let my life show the love. Give the love. I don't know about you, but I believe God wants us. To feel his love like never before. Because I'm going to tell you, you need to be full to overflowing. 
because there's a whole world out there. There might be somebody sitting next to you or in front of you that are going through something and they need a reminder of God's love, a reminder of his goodness, a reminder of his faithfulness. That no matter what is happening in the world, no matter what seems to be going on, that God is love. God's love came down for you and for me. So, Father, right now, oh, I just pray over everyone in this house and under the sound of my voice that God, that they've heard your heart today that they hear the Father's heart of love. Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how He wants to wrap His arms around you. Oh, how He says, yes, I have forgiven you. And yes, it's okay. Yes, I want you to forgive yourself. And yes, we can forgive those that have hurt you, those that have abused you, misused you. But God said, today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day to be free. Today is your day to be full of His love like never before. His restoring power to come and to restore everything that the enemy has stolen. Give back to you more than you could ever know spiritually, physically, and financially. God said, I want to restore you. I want to fill you with my love. I want you to feel my love. I want you to feel my peace and my joy. I want you to know hope again. I want you to pick up those dreams that I gave you. I'll breathe my breath of life upon those dreams and they will come alive again. What seemed to be dead, God said, I'll raise it to life. Where you say, I don't know, God, what I'm supposed to do. God's going to give you clarity. God's going to speak his direction to you today. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt the next step in God. And God will fill you with his love. I thank you, God, for healing in hearts, mending God, right now you're even just taking your hand and even where there's been hardness, it has been made soft. Where there's been a break or breakages, it's been put back together. That God, you're just feeling around on those hearts right now and making them whole again and full of life and hope and joy and a desire to go give your love away. I thank you for healing of bodies from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. God's restoring power. God's restoring power. I thank you for minds being strengthened and peace and rest. Headaches leaving. Sleeping at night. Not being tormented anymore from the past. But God, now they have rest. Rest rest in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for even this time, God, during the holidays, that there has been some loss, that, God, you comfort them, that, God, that they'll know and remember the memories of that loved one that is not with them this year. But, God, let them feel your love and know 
that they're not lost. They've moved on with you. That you'll see them again. They'll see them again. I thank you, God, right now that there is a rest and a comfort even where maybe there has been turmoil between families. That I speak peace. I speak peace. Your love today in a greater way. In the precious name of Jesus. Do you know the most special and the best gift that you could give this Christmas is the gift of love. Is the gift of Jesus. Just give Jesus. Sometimes, you know, you may just need to tell somebody, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Maybe they're the one you need to forgive. You ain't got to say a whole lot. Just make it right in your heart. But let's give the gift of love. And don't, please don't let it just stop at Christmas. Oh, gosh. You know, there's such a special time this time of year. There's something about Christmas. Christ. Because there's an anointing on the earth throughout the nations of the world where something happens. People that usually will never hear what you have to say, don't want to hear, won't even see or look at anything. But something about Christmas, they're a little softer, they're a little tender. Maybe they listen just a little bit where they wouldn't listen before. Don't let these opportunities pass you by and then don't let it leave you. When Christmas is over, we need to make a declaration that God, I'm going to give your love away. I'm going to make sure they know that you love them and that they're loved. And I'm going to receive your love more than ever before. And then I'm going to go be Christ-like. I'm going to go give his love away. The greatest story that you could ever tell anyone is the story of your life, of what God has done for you. How Jesus came in and filled your life. It gave you hope again. It gave you joy. It gave you peace. And it gives you a heart that has the Father's heart to say, I want to go give this love away. I want to share because I don't know about tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. They're not guaranteed tomorrow. Don't let the day pass you by that you regret that all of a sudden they're not here and you didn't tell them about Jesus or you didn't tell them that they were loved. Or maybe you didn't forgive. Oh, God, fill us with your love today. Let us never take for granted the goodness of your love, the goodness of your mercy and grace that you've given us and show us daily. Let our lives go tell that story. Please, God, let us be faithful to tell the story of love and give love away. We love you so much and want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I do.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.